Um, buy tickets. Support the sport, please. We need it. Thank you. On with the show. Mr. William Theodore Ribs, if you could uh, describe this dinner we just had in one word, what would it be? Salacious. That is entirely accurate. Yes, yes, indeed. You don't want to give us a number, though? Wait, From one to ten? No, 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 no. How many? How many? Chamberlain. Oh, for me? Yeah. Oh, easily over 500. <laughs> <laughs> and now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. Dinner with Racers. I'm your host, Ryan Eversley, alongside my partner and co-host, Sean Heckman. Oh, it's me. So this is an episode you're not going to want to miss. First, where are we doing? Uh, Well, we're uh, finishing up uh, our 34th day on the road. Now, that's driving 13,000 miles across 25 states to bring you 29 free dinners with some of your favorite people in racing. And boy, oh boy, do we have a new favorite person for us. And one that will likely end all of our sponsorships ever. Now, if you've ever heard the name Willie T-Ribs and Motorsport, you might have heard that it was shrouded in controversy or excitement or rumors. And all of it's true. All of it. All of it. So we had dinner with Willie outside of Austin at a winery. Called the Trattoria Lucina at the Mandola Winery. I had the cheese ravioli. It was really good. And I had... Well, I had the chicken sandwich. At the Italian restaurant. Yeah, yeah, the chicken sandwich uh-huh. at the Italian restaurant. Uh-huh. Uh, but anyway, so uh, somehow, by coincidence, it was a National Reptile Awareness Day. <laughs> so if you have kids that listen to the show, this might not be an episode for them. A little bit adult on this side. Uh, I might say a lot of adult. Okay, a lot of adult uh, on this side. Not safe for work. Again, if you have children, this is not one for them to hear. But Nor is it safe for work. Couldn't have done it without our buddy, uh, you know, Dario Franchitti's driving us around. Yep, Dario's driving us. No, no, I am not. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Don't don't start with me right now. All right, even Dario doesn't want to touch this one, but uh, you do strap in. And thanks to Continental Tire, Acura, and Foxy Wraps for letting this happen. Here we go. Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three. Two. You can hear us okay? And the sunglasses are on. <laughs> you know it's dark out, right? Huh? You know it's dark out, right? Yes. All right, but you're prepared with the sunglasses. Oh, hey, hey, hey. The future is bright. <laughs> We're not. <laughs> All right, well. Uh, Where, uh, so. Yeah, how the, do we start this? Do, uh, so, well, I'll, I'll start. So, um. Is this just how it works? You can't go anywhere without a crew? You know what? My, I've been lucky. My whole life, my whole career, there was always... I had my, my buddy from Germany who's been with me for my whole career, 35 years. That's right. Eric. Yeah. yeah, Eric. Eric Walter. And he was all everything. Right. He was spy. Uh, okay, very good. Copy. Party manager. Very good. Right? So that's a big job. Uh, party manager. Yeah, that's a big, big job yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah. 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 He'd hit, we'd, we'd land, 
and he he take them soon we checked in the hotel he says i go i go find where uh, good restaurants and right. i find well, where the action is i'm about to say i'm, I'm thinking it wasn't just restaurants you were looking for well it wasn't a strip club <laughs> but it was well, no, yeah, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah. friends okay. yeah. friends yeah. <laughs> friends with benefits uh, instant friends okay right. can you imagine can you imagine this guy with Tinder and Bumble? Yeah. Back in the day, you know what that is? Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't know what I, I didn't know I didn't know what Tinder was until my son told me. Right. I right. had no idea. He's giving Leo's giving me the nod too. You know, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. the only thing Tinder I wanted was a steak. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. I, all right. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, how do you take your steak? Uh, medium rare. Warm pink center. Uh, yeah. 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 Right. yeah. yeah. You enough. know what they say in Texas? Go on. Ain't no pig too big. <laughs> that was minute one. <laughs> so we just met Willie T. Ritz. Yeah. yeah. Um, does Theo clean up with Tinder and Bumble? I'm telling you right now, uh, that, actually, kid, that kid crushes. Yeah, yeah, actually, he, he does Tinder. He put Tinder out of business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I believe he, it. He pulls them. And see, he's. I raised him. Sure. My wife and I split up. He was nine months old. Yeah. Okay. And I raised him from the time he was in diapers. And he's 26 and now. And Eric and I used to change his diapers, but I didn't know how to do diapers. So right. we used to put him under the bathtub faucet and rinse him off. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, sure. sure. And, yeah. and then my mother would come up to the house and yeah. she'd wrap him up. It's like yeah. a romantic comedy, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. But Where's he, Steve Gutenberg? He, um, and he heard the old war stories. Sure. You know, I mean, you got the... And I heard the war story from Bobby Unser, I mean, who was like my uncle, right? Okay. Yeah. And you hear all these stories as, you know, from men in your family. and Well, I mean, that's what, you know, that's what, what he heard. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, you know, it was all about stopping that grinning and dropping that linen. That's I mean, <laughs> I mean that, that's your opening line. Yeah. Stop we, that grinning and who drop is it that, that linen. Was someone it Dorsey? Told, Dorsey told yeah, us Dorsey that told he said that. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we had lunch with her. Yeah, I, think, I think he was like, I don't want to say it on the air, though. I don't want to get him in trouble. And you're like, nah, <laughs> no, minute here's two. me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's, let's set the stage for a second here. We're in uh, so Austin, we're Texas. And this is like your friends. I mean, you know everybody in here. We walk in, it's like the mayor came to town. And the, the, the host, the, the waiters, the waitress, they're all coming over. Theo's pulling girls out of the crowd. Like, wh what's going on in here, man? Are you in here every day or something? I live about seven miles from here. Yeah. Maybe less than that. And any time we celebrate, you know, like if Theo wins a sh uh, competition, uh, we'll come here with the trophy. Yeah. And the waiters, Andrea right there yeah. with the big boobs. Yeah. yeah. She, will, I she will drink right out of the trophy. girl. And, right out of the and, okay. uh, God bless her. Oh yeah, so we'll do a we'll have a big party. Yeah, and okay. I want to celebrate it with everybody here. Yeah, yeah. Right. I got and, So this um, is a combination of podcast and celebration of his last win. Yeah, yeah. in Mexico. Yeah, in Mexico. Okay. And so okay. you say competition. He he's a sh he's a professional shooter now, right? Professional shotgun shooter. Okay, and so give me a rundown on what's that weekend like? Like what's he what's he going through? Just I mean it's like a Grand Prix weekend. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah, right. and each day you compete. The main event Saturday and Sunday. Right. Uh, each day is a hundred targets. And whoever has the highest score out of 200 total targets wins. Yeah. yeah. So that he's sounds been, way too straightforward for racing. Yeah. He, and he's been <laughs> traveling right. worldwide since he was 16 years old. Right. So, and so now he's 26. He's one of the top shooters in the business. He's a former junior national champion, won world championship at his junior as well. And right now in the top five in this in, in the world. Yeah. Right. So. He's, I thought I was done traveling. Uh, when, After, when the racing ended, yeah, yeah, sure, right. I yeah, thought yeah. I was done. Yeah. And 
I'm doing more traveling now than ever. And, uh, you know, with him, and, you know, I, I, it, it's great to support your son. And it's great for uh, any parent to have a son or a daughter with, with an ambition. Sure. And so, you know, that, he's, he's fulfilling his ambition. Yeah. Was your dad like that with you? Yeah, but my dad and I weren't, we were close, but, you know, because he, if it wasn't for my dad, I would have never discovered auto racing. He sure. raced as, a, as an amateur, okay. and he did yeah. it as a hobby. Right. And, um, hell, by the time I was nine years old, I knew what I wanted to do as a career. And uh, so, and I, I pursued it, and, and it, was, uh, it was very successful. And so successful that the movie documentary that Adam Carolla produced will right. be, it's at Sundance it's at Sundance now. this year, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. And so that'll, that'll premiere in the next two months. Awesome. Yeah, that if it's Sundance, it'll come out in January yep. or, yeah, yeah, yep. or there. So and then, do you guys have distribution for that? Uh, Adam does. Adam does. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. So that'll end up Netflix. So it should I'm be. Sure yeah, that, I mean, yeah. this will air. This will probably air in December. So sometime in 2018, it'll show up. Netflix. And you right. know what the title is, correct? Uh, let's you say it. Uppity. Uppity. Story <laughs> Willie T. Ribs. I like it. Oh, it's T. It's not Tribs. It's T. Ribs. T. Ribs. This whole time, I've been yeah. getting it wrong. Uppity. Yeah. <laughs> Uppity. And uh, and that doesn't mean like a porn <laughs> flick where you know you want to uppity. No, right, no, right. I, don't, I don't know what you mean. That was geometry. <laughs> so. <laughs> geometry lesson by Dr. Willie T. Uh, and, and I'm getting married. Yeah. 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 We got yeah. to meet the, yeah. the lucky lady. The, the lady My. is literally, the best part is the lady is, let's say, seven inches from you. She but is she and can't four inches you. taller. Right. Yeah. 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 She's well, six foot two. Yeah, about to say she's taller than me, and I'm yeah. on the taller side. And, right. Uh, and I gotta tell you, uh, I'm re- never at 62 years old. Yeah. When you feel like you're 21 again. Yeah. That's good. That's, that's good. Deal. That's yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and and you better be 21 with her. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Like a Montana farm girl. <laughs> <laughs> So, Sean, you were getting the camera out of the car, and uh, I was just, uh, I got to listen to some of the smooth talking that Willie puts out there for a special lady friend. And what was the one liner you used? You're a mountain climber? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll just walk up to her at random and I say, yeah. What's your name? That's exactly right. what happened. That's exactly uh, and right. My name is Mountain Climber. <laughs> <laughs> and, you're, and you're Mount Everest. <laughs> Please don't ever change. Yeah, yeah. Ever, 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 ever. Uh, I'll have a drink. He'll have a drink. Yeah. I'm driving, but yeah. he'll have a drink. Sure. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you, this is Texas. Yeah. And it wasn't that long ago that you could drink and drive a beer. There's like an open container. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could drink. And the sheriff, uh, by how many empty cans Thank were you. in your car, knew that how far you wow, look that. Wow. Look at this poor <laughs> man. You are on it. Yeah, we uh, literally, we're done with you tonight, and then we have a dinner in uh, Mooresville tomorrow night. Thank you. By car. So, like, literally, it's like 18 hours from here, so we're so going to. So, so, so I'm going to drive through the night. You're going to hop, hop in the car and skedaddle. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like 16 hours. Yeah, and we drove, what, like 15 hours to get here from yeah, Phoenix yeah. or something? Yeah. See, that's the best part is you thought we were here because of the F1 weekend. Yeah, like, this right. Was a coincidence. Like, yeah, like, no, we're here just for no, you. No, we, like, we literally and forgot let, there was an F1 let's just weekend. just go ahead and own up to it. Yeah. You're the most excited. We had Mario Andretti this year, and we were more excited about some Willie T. Ribs action than anybody on our list because you tell it. Yeah. Oh, like we got some. We got some uh, some stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. correct. I mean, uh, yeah. you, know, you talk about 
drop that linen? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... This is happening. So, All right. okay. so what, are, what are we drinking here? This is, looks like some champagne or yeah. something. I'll do a toast with you, my friend. Good to meet you. Cheers. Thanks yeah. for having us. Cheers. Water. Sean, good luck. Yeah, yeah, it's my fun. Okay, let's get into it. You travel overseas uh, to go racing when you're a teenager? You know? I was 21 okay. years old. Early, t- early 20s. Apparently, your mom was like, okay, like with the idea, and your dad thought you were My just- dad thought I was going to go over there and chase Right, that, which, which he would have done. Yeah, right, right. He would have who would? About, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so, my mother and I asked my mom first. I said, "Mom, I want to go over and start my racing career." So she says, "I'll talk to your dad about it." I, and uh, he had really no, no say. Yeah, okay. Mom okay. said yes. She's and, the boss. She, and she wrote the check. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. um. You know, and I didn't want to work for my dad. He was in the plumbing business. Sure. Okay. And my grandfather. And this is just to take a step back. You grew up in San Jose. San Jose, so you're like California. thirty minutes from where I grew up. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. And so I grew up, and my grandfather started the plumbing company in 1927. Oh wow! And after the war, World War II, the business really took off because right. the b- baby boom, building boom, really, really went. Especially in that area, sure. And so he retired and left the business to my dad and uncle. Um, hell, when when he was fifty, and he had bought a lot of real estate and built condos that he owned and apartment complexes. So my grandfather, he was he was my idol. Okay. I mean, I had heroes, Muhammad Ali, yeah. uh, uh, Mario Andretti, drivers in my life, yeah. Paul Newman. But he was my idol, right? Because he, well, I, was, I grew up on the ranch, yeah, and. Uh, he had his foot in my ass so much <laughs> that I thought it was part of me. Yeah. But it was all for one reason. Discipline. Keep you in line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I wasn't a problem child. I didn't run the streets. I didn't get involved with uh, any, any problems. My thing was driving fast. Right. And so he had 300 acres for me to drive fast on. Nice. Okay. So... And, and this was on like yeah, yeah. farm equipment, or this was like carting, or what he, did you? No, he had farm equipment. And he had also trucks, and right. and I didn't start doing. I carted a little bit before I went to the ranch. Okay, but I didn't really um, uh, do it like some of the Formula One drivers that came along. Yes, you know. By the time I got out of high school, I knew that you know where I wanted to go. Yeah, I knew that Emerson Fittipaldi went to England. Right from Brazil and was a success. And you look at all the drivers that came from from uh, around the world and they'd run in the British Championship yep. or or the European Championship. Right. And, and, so that's where uh, it had to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I was over there, I'm, I was 21 years old. Yeah. I had no idea that, that the English were so they get rowdy and they drank heavy. <laughs> you know, they go into a pub and they would like start fighting with yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I didn't it's a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea. I mean, just a little booze and then some Irish walked in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and if the Scottish walked in, it was oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. right. Well, here I was, the only black guy in there. Yeah, right. And they were like, uh, "Where are you from, mate?" I right. said. <laughs> California. California. Yeah, yeah. They said, oh, there's a lot of gun violence out there, isn't it? I said, see that scar? And this is a burn scar. But I told them, I told them, I told them it was a gun wound. 
<laughs> I had no problem. Yeah. Yeah. I had yeah, no yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd yeah. pull up. I said, yeah. I said, I, yeah, I got shot yeah, right I here. I got shot in the arm. Yeah. yeah. Everybody you know, gets shot. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, well how, what did you do? Right. I shot him back. <laughs> <laughs> and from that point on, no you're problem. Safe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't drink. I mean, I, I drank milk. And, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, I mean, they, Pints, yeah, right? right? Pints, warm, pints. warm pints. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but it was awesome experience. I sure. wouldn't. I would do it all over yeah. again, uh, uh, twenty times. Right. And uh, now it was. It was. It was great. And that's where I met Bernie Ecclestone. Bernie, I had won my second Formula Ford race, and I was at Brands Hatch. It was my fourth ever race, and and I raced against Mansell, mm -hmm. and. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mantle, right. and I had a great race. It was Michael Rowe, Rowe won the race. I was second, and Mantle was third, yeah, right? Yeah. So after the race, I see this tall guy who was Gordon Murray, yeah, okay, sure. yeah, Bernie's yeah. designer, yeah. and little bitty Bernie. Yeah. And they came up. And this is when Bernie was running Brabham. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, when yeah. he owned Brabham. Right. So Bern, they both walked up to me, and they, they introduced themselves. I said, well, I know who you are. Right. And they said, and Bernie had, they both had sort of a amused look on their face, and they said, we'll be watching you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They, and it was 10 minutes at the most. And when they said that, that was, that was like Holy sh this is NFL it. scouts. Yeah, NFL exactly scouts right. just showed exactly up, right? right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, no, it was, it was a great experience, and I learned so much so fast. Right. Even when it came to testing a race car. Rory Byrne, a South African, real thin guy. Yeah. He designed Ferrari. Yeah, he, he, he became the Ferrari guy during the whole dominance of, of the late 90s, 2000s. Right. Yeah, well, yeah. Rory Byrne was the designer of the Formula Ford that I was driving. Sure. Oh, okay. I get a call, and he says, um, Willie, <laughs> says, we're going to be testing at Brands Hatch, and we would like you to come out and test. I said, they said, we will supply everything. Just come. So Brands Hatch was like less than an hour from where I live. So I went out, and all he wanted to know, he says, have you ever tested before? I said, no. He says, what I want is I'm going to do, I'm going to make changes to the car, and I want you to be able to describe every change I made. In two days, he made me a test drive. And he, and, and. You know, I, I tell, I tell uh, my future wife, uh, Stephanie, that driving a racing car is like making love. I said, when you drive that race car, you feel what you're doing. Well, when you're in bed with your woman, you feel what you, every move you sure. make. I mean. Sean, do you have a pen? Yeah, yeah. write some of this <laughs> down. <laughs> and so, um, it, it's, it's all feel. And right. so. When I was it's probably why I crashed pretty big several years ago. <laughs> <laughs> everything at this table is making sense. Yeah, so everything <laughs> makes sense. And I told Stephanie that I said, she says, "What do you feel?" I said, "You're like a, you're like a race car," and I, I mean, you're like a race car. Does that, really did it work? Not really. <laughs> okay, like, yeah, I just yeah, nodded yeah. along. He's like, "What the sure. fuck is this guy talking about?" Huh? <laughs> right, right. So get now back, I'm like a get car. Back to it. Yeah, get back keep, to keep it. going. <laughs> so but he's talking about um, racing. And, and so Rory kept making changes, and he says, I want you to tell me everything you feel after every change. And yeah. in two days, when I came back to America, 
man, I got in a race car and I knew what I wanted. Yeah. And if the engineers asked me, okay, what is it doing? Yeah. I would tell them, and they said, what do you want it to do? This is what I want it to do. Yeah. 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 It was... It was like going to a universe. So we, we talked to Jeremy Shaw, who I guess you spent some time living with him. Yeah, you were over there. Yeah, yeah. we ne we never heard that. Yeah, you know, we've done our research on you, and uh, he told us a story about Fight Clubs. I was running out of money. Yeah, yeah, and they had Fight Clubs over there, like on a Friday night, like at a local bar. Yeah, at a local bar, yeah. and they had it roped off. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a ring. Right. <laughs> there was no canvas. It was hard floor. <laughs> right, so don't right, get yeah. knocked out. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, or you'll, you're gonna, or you'll yeah. really be knocked yeah. out, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, I went over. Uh, I, w I was, you know, short on money. And so I f heard about this fight club. And Jeremy, <laughs> I said to Jeremy, I said, look, I got to go make me some money, man, so I can eat. Yeah. And so we're talking about drunks, man. Yeah. These guys get drunk and start. And they start going for it. Well, yeah. well I didn't drink. Sure. Ah, okay. I made money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I made money. Because right. these guys, they needed a little drunk. liquid courage yeah, to get right. out there. And, yeah. man, they were going You're out there. Play. And they were wide swinging, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, well, this is this is a great way to, you know, get my dinner money. <laughs> this is fantastic. Yeah. It's a land of and opportunity. You'd, and you'd, you'd grown up a boxing fan, correct? I did. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 Muhammad Ali, I met Ali the same year. In 1977, when okay. I was knew Shaw, and I lived with Shaw, yeah. okay. and Ali, he, it was funny when I met him. I met him at the London Hilton. He was going out to run, jog. Yeah, Jeremy said you were basically stalking the guy. I was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I okay. was. Yeah. I waited for him to come out at 6 a.m. to go jog, yeah. and I asked him. Uh, he came out in sweatsuits, and I said, um, "Champ, can I run with you?" No. Yeah. <laughs> And I said, well, I waited up all night to run with you. What's the black boy over here? What you doing over here? I said, well, I'm driving race cars. There's no nigga driving race cars. That's what he said. No way. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. So your, your first bit of racism and racing came from Muhammad Ali. Yeah. And so he's, I said, well, I do. He said, you ever get scared? And I said, no. I said, you ever get scared of Joe Frazier? And when I said that, he said, come on. And so oh, nice. we ran through Hyde Park together. Yeah. And when we were done, and we ran about half an hour. Yeah. And when we were done, we get back into the lobby and um, at the London Hilton, and he says, you hungry? That, you hungry? I said, yes, sir. And... I, we went right up to his room. He says, come on. And we went up, and that was it. Well, by this point, you've proven yourself. You yeah. Kept up yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's so cool. Dude. So, uh, no, it was, and and from then on, he was, he said, when you get to back to the United States, I want you to come to the house. I used to go visit him at least once a month. That's so cool. Yeah. I took Derek Daly to his house. Yeah, in uh, 1984. Yeah. Man. And Daly didn't believe me. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And Daly was one of the first guys I met when I went to England. He was a superstar over there because yeah. he had won the Formula right. 3 championship. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was one of my first mentors, and he was telling me about what I needed to do for each racetrack I yeah. went to. Yeah. And when he got into IndyCar, when he came over here yeah. and got an IndyCar, 
we were in L.A. I was in L.A. and yeah. he was in L.A. Yeah. I said, "You want to go see Muhammad Ali?" And he didn't <laughs> believe it. Yeah, sure. So I picked him up at the hotel and we went to Ali's house. Nice. And Ali was doing magic for him. So, like literally, just like yeah, pulling handkerchiefs yeah, out yeah, of yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what happens next? You go back. Back well, I ran out of money. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, I wasn't going to be heavyweight champion. Sure. Right. You know, and I mean, these uh, these saloon fights every <laughs> Friday night. And I'm talking about in a smoky room. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it everything might, you would imagine it in a movie. It might have well been a whorehouse. Right. It was okay. real smoky. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. never been in one. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. And it smelled, you know. But, you know. <laughs> but I made, you know, I, I was making about 50 pounds. To 100 pounds a night yeah. and now, i mean we're talking how, by the way how does that work because i honestly don't know like like because uh, i assume it's like they pick you and some other guy and it's like okay go out and everybody's betting and, on, and on everybody's you. Betting but how on do you collect like uh, are you getting half of the yeah bets? yeah the they put it into probably. like a pot yeah they okay put it into a pot yeah and whoever won got the pot yeah what about people making the bets how do they get uh <laughs> they got a cut they okay. got yeah. so you got a cut they got a cut and they got a cut so they were so they were betting on the american right right the colored the color, right, the yeah, color. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what they, yeah, well, yeah, yeah you sure. are. My right. dad's oh, English, I believe it out there. and that's what he's always said. He still says it, and, he, yeah, yeah. and he's like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> like you know, that's exactly. Kind of, he's like, "That's what they were called when we were kids." Yeah, and that's it. with yeah. a "you are." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's gotta yeah. be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah. It's like you know, it's like G A now, not G E R. Sean. Okay, so I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, but my dad's from London, my mom's from New York, so we don't really have like southern traditional roots. Um, but growing up in the south, you obviously see a fair amount of racism and things like that. But you're from San Jose, California. What was what was it like for you as a kid? Because what I'm asking is, my dad and I didn't really know this until we had him on on the show as well. He talked about coming over to the states as a kid, you know, 16, 17 years old from England, and he didn't understand racism. Like he didn't know what it was because in England it's like, no, you're just the colored guy and you're the white guy and we're all here and it's like a different world. It was a night and day difference. When I went over there to race, it was like going to another planet in terms of acceptability. Okay. Those guys saw me. I mean, I was a race driver. Right. That's all it was about. Right. You know, when I got back here, I was a black race driver and I ended up meeting Jim Truman Okay. And Truman was my first. He was the key. He yeah, turned. Right. The, he opened the lock. He saw the opportunity. Right. Yeah. And then it went from there. And then Paul Newman uh, got involved with my career and said, right. "Hey, look, I can't, I can't uh, get you in Formula Atlantic. I can't get you sponsored for that. But I got a Trans Am deal that you should look at." And that's and how that's I got in. It was Newman yeah. that took me, that brought me in the Trans Am. My first professional deal was. 1983, Trans Am Budweiser team. Yeah. David Hobbs was my teammate. Heard right? him. And he was the designated number one driver sure, sure, sure. until we got to his first race of the year. And I out-qualified him, and that didn't go over real good. Right? And then I think I finished fifth. The next race was Summit Point, and I qualified on the pole. And Hobbs was like, uh, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> Blimey. Blimey. Um, <laughs> yeah, blimey. You know, I right. could, I could, you know, you could almost read the lips. Like, right. you know, yeah. we got to slow this this black cat down. And yeah. this kid, you know, he's getting a little bit, you know, pretty uh, uh, pretty comfortable right. at, at me being behind him. Right. And in my first year, I was rookie of the year. 
I won five, there was, I think there was 12 races. 12 or 30, I won five, Hobbs won four. That's right. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I was rookie of the year and he won the championship. He won the because, because he was the consistent guy. Well, right? no, because oh. the two races from the end, the team owner said we want Hobbs to win. It was Riverside. And in the movie, your uh, documentary, Uppity, right. you'll, you'll, you'll hear the story. You'll get the real deal. I'm not going to tell you what happened you, when you see it, but it was, it was the beginning of I knew I could win. Right. And I could knew I could, and it was just a question of right. keep working yeah. and keep grinding away. And then I ended up going to Ford, and Etzel Ford hired me in 84. I had a, uh, a dispute with, the, with another driver by hey. the name of Bob Lovenberg. Oh, yeah, oh, I, I heard, heard about that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and that, it was a little more than a dispute from yeah, what we read. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was a little, a love tap. Um, with your fist. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 not with the car. <laughs> I, actually, it was a, I slapped him on the helmet. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. What did he do to deserve such treatment? Well, what happened was, he was new. Uh, 1984 was my second year at Trans Am. He was a rookie coming in, and he, he was very fast. Sure. Fast driver. And, you know, he had a reputation. And in the very first race, the opening race was Atlanta. Well, I mean, you know, I guess he wanted to show me in warm-up how uh, okay, that, he, in was warm -up, that yeah. he was, you know, he's here to... Hot shit. Yeah. 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 And during warm-up, you know, he was trying to ease me off the racetrack. Oh, good. So Solid. going down in the keyhole about 180 miles per hour. Yep. So we, he pulled into the pits. I pulled in and... Uh, I just wanted to wake him up. <laughs> just wanted to tap him on the helmet and just wake him up. Yeah. yeah. And I got fired. And I thought when I was flying home, I didn't even. They didn't even start me. They covered the oh, car up. That I was did, it. They they fired me right so on the spot. Right after warm up. And I, and you know, you know, David Hobbs, I'm sure wasn't sad about that. Right. right? Well, right, and that right. would be my question. Is like normally an incident like that, if if something like that triggers it. There's probably a lead up to that mm -hmm. point, right, where yeah, you're not yeah. getting along with guys. Obviously, David mm -hmm. was right. was yeah, adversarial. Yeah, yeah. I get a call from Essel Ford and Michael Cranefuss, who was right, the director, yes. yep. right? Yep. And you know, Michael Cranefuss is German, right? Really, we knew there was going to be a problem. We knew we just could tell, and we were just waiting for something to happen. <laughs> <laughs> just and give it a minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were waiting, and this is what we, and Etzel's on the line. And so I want to introduce you to Etzel Ford. So Etzel starts saying, he says, look, we would like you to drive for us. Jack Roush is going to build the car. Protofab will build the engines. Roush, I mean, Protofab will build the car. Roush will build the engines. We will have a, a sponsor on the car. It will be Motorcraft, which is Ford. Would you consider it? I said, yes. And then he said, and we will pay you more money. I Let said, me think about this. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I said, when do you want me in Detroit? They right. said, tomorrow. I was on the plane the next, on Tuesday. I was heading to Detroit. I fired on Sunday. Home on Monday. I was heading to Detroit on Tuesday. And Good to be wanted. Yeah. Oh, right. it, was, it was a movie. 
Right. Right. And um, my first race was Detroit. I finished, I think, third. It was all three. We beat. We beat. Yeah, but this was when Trans Am was yeah, this the Trans-Am. place. It for, was, for right. Car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Tom Groy, Pickett, and myself. Yeah. The next race, uh, two weeks later, was Daytona. The uh, Paul, Paul Revere 250. Yeah. I won it. Nice. Next race after that, Brandon, Minnesota. I won it. And um, it, and the media, the motorsports media that was covering Trans Am, they thought, they, they create, they spun a narrative that I purposely got fired. Interesting. That Ford yeah. and I, that. There's this collusion. Yeah, that yeah, Ford yeah, and yeah, I yeah. colluded, yeah. you know, to get so for me to get fired right so i could go to ford because they were way better than the corvette right and it's like <laughs> and so they asked me at elkhart lake they said um rumor has it that you and ford conspired for you to get fired so you could get hired the next day yeah. can you confirm or deny i said no comment Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, hey, hey. Yeah. yeah you that's basically it. confirming you got, here. You got to go to go there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You want a piece of ass? I'll give you some. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta. I gotta pause the Trans Am stories for, because there's there's one quick story we bypass in this time. In the there, we sat down with Dr. Jerry Punch. Oh. A few weeks ago, right. and in uh, during your your time in in the 70s, coming back to the U.S. You had an opportunity to drive at the uh, what was then called the World 600. Right. Uh, no stock car experience, but they saw sort of a marketing opportunity to put you in the car. And there seems to be a conflicting <laughs> series of stories as to what actually happened. But yeah. we heard you may have stolen a car. May have, may have had a pace car <laughs> and ended up at a high school girls gymnasium. I, I I saw that story. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And you talk about spin. What happened was. When I went down there, there right. was a lot of publicity. Well, let's, let's and I got a speed, I got a ticket right. going wrong way. I turned down the wrong way. Well, right. just, just put this on pause for a second. So you had an opportunity to run a NASCAR race with zero. You had zero experience, and it's Charlotte. It's the 600. It's a big deal. And I assume they were going for, for the, the marketing. Well, it was like Humpy Wheeler. It was Humpy Wheeler. The yeah, car. yeah, so yeah. he saw an Track opportunity. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So you decided, I assume, as a chance to try it out and see how it went. Humpy called me and said... And this is 79? 78. 78. Yeah. Humpy called me and said, I'd like you, would you think about it? I said, yeah. He said, come on down. We would like to test you. I came down. I went way faster than I ever thought I was going to go. Right. I came back. No oval experience, no stock no, car experience. No yeah. oval, no stock car. Right. I came back, and two weeks later, I went down there, and I was looking downtown. I was looking for a gymnasium. Well, I went into the wrong parking lot. So it was on the other side of the one-way street. So I just drove at a 45-degree angle to go in. Well, I got a ticket, right? And it was $27. And no one would have ever known that I got a ticket if I hadn't called one of the Charlotte riders. I said, man, I got a ticket. Just, you know. <laughs> so you just sort of let it slip, it not went, thinking anything of it. it yeah, 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 I didn't think. And it went viral. Yeah. So... Um, so now it's like this reckless well, guy. Apparently, and Humpy was getting death threats. For putting a black guy in a stock car. Exactly. Yeah. That was the reason the deal didn't happen. Yeah. And I and read a... 78. It's not like it's 1953. Well, I read a story. I, uh, one of the hatchet riders there 
and I don't know who who it was. There was a story that Dale Earnhardt got the ride that I was supposed to get because I got into a high-speed chase right right down a one-way street the wrong way the the, uh, apparently I ducked into a parking lot of all-girl white girl high school right I ducked in the parking lot I got out and I ran in the gymnasium and started shooting baskets yeah right yeah. And that's where they discovered me. That's sure. Right? That's all we heard. Yes. We were I thought, I, hey, Theo, I know, I'm a good basketball player, right? <laughs> said, the answer no. is no. No. <laughs> I mean, my, my, my future wife who's sitting right next to me, yeah. I, I don't know how to play. I don't even right. know the game of basketball, right? right. <laughs> and when I read the story, I thought, what a stereotype story. Why right. would I have to be in a gym shooting basketball? The, yeah, the yeah, cops right. discover yeah, me. Yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. six hours. i got to play. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and, I, and so I called uh, my lawyer, and he had it knocked out in three hours. Right. He said, get he it off. all the threats. Get it off, yeah, or, yeah. or you're going to have a problem. Yeah. If, if that actually happened, if I actually was on a high-speed chase, right, and went into the high school gym, I wouldn't have been playing basketball. I would have been having sex with the basketball coach <laughs> behind the bleachers. Who was a female. You are right, 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 yeah, yeah. the female coach. Right, right, right. I mean, that's Willie T. Ribs. He doesn't know anything about playing basketball. <laughs> All right, Trans Am. Uh, I guess now is the time to ask. Scott Pruitt. To what? Come on. Well, hey, okay. Well, first off, Ali Frazier. <laughs> Yeah, Ali Frazier. Where, are you guys cool now? We are now. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, we're cool. Yeah. Um, it was, it sort of really started, I started it actually. Okay. It was Miami 1986. Both with Roush. Yeah. yeah. We, He's the new young punk. Well, and Roush and I didn't like each other. I raced for Roush. Huh. Our friend Lynn St. James had the same thing to say. Yeah. Common yeah. threat. Yeah. 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 We could not, when I raced for Dan Gurney, it was a different. It was awesome. Question yeah. about that: You were appointed by Ford, not Roush, right? Uh, yeah. Ford. And Lynn, Lynn had the exact same complaint. Yeah. It seemed like when Ford would put drivers in, not Jack's choice, he the Jack that you were second fiddle. Like yeah. Lynn didn't think it was a sex thing. It was just that he wasn't. Well, you know, she, she might have been both. Yeah. 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 That she wasn't his driver. But go on. Well, when Michael Frank, uh, Crankless and uh, and Etzel called me, they said we're hiring you. You were going to pay you. You're going to drive for Roush. Right, so Roush and I, I, I lost the championship in 1985. I, I led 51% of the races. I won eight races, Wally won five, and he ends up winning the championship. There were some engine failures that were, that were questionable. So after 85, I didn't want to be with Roush anymore. I did a race in Miami uh, for a private uh, tier by the name of Brooke Freiberg and Chuck Looper who used to be with Roush was Brooks crew chief. Okay. So I and I and Chuck and I were really tight. Right. So in my first race with uh, Pruitt in Miami on the last lap we it's got we YouTube. got it was yep. it, that's when it started. Right. And um and and I knew that he was the guy that 
Roush hired to get Willie T. Yeah. No question. Right. He was, and, you know, we, it, it was, it was intense. I knew why, I knew why uh, we uh, banged into each other. Right. And, um. Got into a fight in '87 in Portland. Yeah, and that's that. That's what after we heard. the race. I had a I had a almost a two lap lead on Pruitt, and he took, knocked me out of the race. And um, after the race, I didn't do anything. I got changed. Gurney said, "Let's let it go." It just happened to be that I'm walking to the. I'm in my two hours later. I'm going over the footbridge to the parking lot to get in my car to go to the airport. Lord and behold, Scott Pruitt and Bruce Jenner come driving my way yeah. down into the parking lot. Right. And they were both laughing uh, as they okay. were coming towards the me. The worst thing I could do, sure. Well, Pruitt's window was down. <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny because Jenner stopped. He stopped. I stood in front of the car. And I came around. And I grabbed Pruitt, and I tried to pull him out of the car, and I couldn't. Yeah, either. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I nailed him. And then, With the left? Uh, right hand. Okay. okay. Right. Where to land? Because he was on the, I, I felt, I felt jaw. it felt hit jaw. his jaw. Yeah. That felt so God almost got a hard <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, that's how good it felt, right? <laughs> so, Continue. Yeah. So, um, and so I, I, I lined up again. They get him, and there was a girl that was sitting on his lap, and he was using her as a shield. Right. So I uh-huh. had to back out. Well, I was in the car. My legs were dangling, yeah, and yeah. Jenner's Because you thrown yourself dry. into it. Yeah, yeah I yeah. got inside. Well, Jenner takes off driving, and my with feet are, I looked like I was swimming. Right. But with my feet dangling out, <laughs> out of the window. Right. And he stopped, and I got, I, he stopped, I got, wedged myself out of the car, and Jenner gets out of the car out of the driver's seat and he comes he comes around to the back of the car and I said I said you in this too <laughs> here we go I said I said that spear you threw in the Olympics I'll put it up your ass sideways <laughs> and, and he he got back in the car <laughs> weird weird he got back in the car and I went got in my car and went to the airport by the time I got home from Portland Oregon which is about four hours total time, right? Waiting for the uh, waiting at uh, for your flight and and then flight time, and my phone was literally on fire yeah. when I got home, and it was the media. How do you feel about being suspended? Right. I uh-huh. had no idea I was suspended. You were right. the first driver in IMSA history to get suspended. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Suspended. Yeah. yeah. Proud I of mean, you. despite all the drug runners. That had yeah. racing teams in We've, the sport. We met two of them. Last yeah. year. My dad yeah. worked for one of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, they gave, they did not get a statement from me. I was suspended before they even heard my side of the story. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So uh, Gurney, Dan says, look, says it's one month, and it cost me the championship. Of course. So yeah. I, I did the suspension, and then... We got back at it again, and, and Gurney, Dan was getting pissed because right. he thought IMSA, you know, was uh, targeting me, okay. right? Pruitt could do what, for example, at Portland, 
Pruitt took me out of the race two laps behind. Yeah. And they did nothing to right. And you're the one who gets busted for getting upset exactly. about it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I was leading the race. Right. By two laps. Yeah. Yeah. And Pruitt was behind because he got a flat tire. Right. So, you know. Now, you were notoriously a bigger-than-life character during the summer. We watched an interview with Jack Aroot on YouTube a couple uh, couple hours ago, and, and I mean, the, the showboat part of it was awesome, and it's, it's something that I think is sorely missed. But do you feel like that's the kind of stuff that puts you sort of on the, on the back end of decision-making no. in the sense? No, because if I would have been a grinning, shuffling idiot, yeah. I still would have been. It, it wouldn't have changed anything. There's a term called fucking and fighting, <laughs> right? <laughs> well. Sure. I was, you know, it was that, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. It was only the f-ing part was racing, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and and I enjoyed it. Well, and if you were an Ali fan, obviously Ali knew how to have fun with the media and make a show out of everything he was doing, and you can, you know, you can certainly see some of that in some of the old interviews. And Ali was a mentor, yeah, right. And I also knew that for me to to continue to go up the ladder of the sport, I had to have a name. Right. Absolutely. Right. I, I, I could not be, I couldn't be like the other guys. Yeah. It was that personality that got Bill Cosby's attention. Sure. Yeah. Right? Right. Right? And that's why I got a call, a call from him. I, I didn't call him. He called me. Right. And he said, I don't like racing, but I like you, and I like what you're doing. And... What do you want to do? Right. And this is late 80s by this point. This was 1989. Okay. He said, what do you want to do? I said, well, I want to do IndyCar, and I want to do the Indy right. cha- the championship. And so, this is, by the way, and Bill Cosby at the time, uh, height of his show, oh, stand-up career for two decades. Star. I mean, this is as big a name he in the world as He was one of be. the biggest guys yeah. in TV. Right. Right. And, and he said, all right, Fly, come down to Vegas. I'm doing a show. Yeah. Tell me. Teach me about racing and why, um, and what it costs. Not right. why he should do it. He'd already made it with a guy with Bill. When you go see him, it's a done deal, unless you do say something. You're already approved. So yeah, so you can approved. just get up at this point. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So when I got there, he said, "I'm going to do it. Tell me how much money that I got to spend." And I told him, <laughs> and man, he was smoking a cigar when I told him that. And he stopped. He put it down. He put the cigar. He was smoking it until yeah, yeah. I, and I told him how much it was going to cost. And he said. What did you tell him? What was the number? Huh? I told him a half a million to start. Just, just the going. first yeah, check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Half a million yeah. to the team. And this was for what? For Trans Am or for just, IndyCar? No, this is IndyCar. Okay. Yeah. Right? Just to do the 500. Yeah. yeah. And he put a cigar down. He took the cigar out of his mouth and put it down. And he says, I can't afford to smoke this thing now. <laughs> <laughs> And, but when in three hours in the meeting, he says, I'm going to do it. He says, he says, I can't, I'm not coming to any races, so I'm not in the racing. Just let me know how it goes. He said, I might do one or two, one race a year, but it's not his thing. And that was my relationship with him. That is crazy. And. Everything he said he was going to do, he did. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know, a lot of people make commitments and just oh, yeah. string it along, yeah. and you got to chase them. Oh yeah. All, it seems like all the successful guys we've met in the process of doing this thing are all exactly what you say. Yeah, they, they say it, they say do they it, do and it. that's that. Yeah. But, so, yeah, we 
uh, it, was, it was a great relationship. And, you know, along the way, you know, you learn. You learn from Paul Newman. Yeah. Just listen, man. It's like being, it's like you have a professor. And you got Bill Cosby, right? And, and Muhammad Ali. Those were my three mentors. Yeah, what the f***? I mean, like the three biggest names of those two decades. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. all, they sort of like, all right, you know. Yeah. You were like us. We got you. Yeah. yeah we were like you uh, when we were your age. We were hungry. To, yeah. It was, it was just incredible. Great. 1987, I just went with Gurney. Uh, no, 88. Daytona 24-hour. We're leading the race. It was, I think, Rocky Moran and I and Fangio in one car. So I led off, and then Fangio jumped in, then Rocky. Well, I did my second shift, and I was done about, oh, around uh, 11 o'clock to midnight. My cousin, who used to play in the NFL, he would be at most of the races. And my buddy Eric Walter from Germany. I mean, he, they, were my, they were my eyes and ears. And, you know, they were the, you know, they, they were the they operators the behind the scene, yeah. right? They had my yeah. back. I get out of the car. I take my helmet off. And Donnie walks up and hands me some, uh, a drink. That's your cousin? Yeah, my yeah, cousin yeah. Donnie. And Donnie's a big guy. He played in the NFL. Yeah. Donnie's 6'4", about 260. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. And so Donnie, Donnie uh, says, uh, you want to go eat something? Let's go back to the hotel. Because I, I didn't, I wasn't due to be in the car again until uh, for another six hours. Sure. Oh wow! Yeah. So, so it's three drivers every yeah, time, like three triple stance. Yeah. yeah. So, I, uh, I'm, we're walking to the car. It's dark. Well, I see two people in the car in the back seat. As we're walking to the car, I said, "Donnie, who's in the car?" He just looked at me and started smiling. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I look and then just two, two, two. Uh, Ladies, ladies, and so let's go eat, right? Well, we go back to the hotel. I get changed. Well, we—I never ended up eating. <laughs> and, and why not? What were you? I, I never ended up eating, and I never even taken a nap. And I'm at—I'm having sex, and I can hear the race cars in the background. Right. I'm thinking, we're leading the race. Here I am. I, 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 yeah, and Life I'm getting is a piece. Good. Yeah, I said, I'm, <laughs> we're leading, and I'm getting a piece at the same time. And so I get back to the track about, oh, I was due to be back on about 6 a.m. Gurney, I, get, I do my shoot, I do my two hours, and two laps before I was supposed to come in, he says, stay out. And he says, come in, um, we're going to do a gearbox change. Huh. You know, yeah, we're yeah, gonna yeah. Do a good, and it's only 15 minutes. And so, that was, that's just part of the service at yeah, the time. Yeah, and we were way thing. out in front. Yeah, you guys right. are sailing it. This is, so and, and he says, we this is like the Toyota program. Celicus. Yeah, So he says, stay in the car. I said, why? He says, well, he says, I want you to go do a, a lap and in to make sure everything's right. I'm thinking, well, Rocky could do that. You know, so I didn't say. So I stayed. They did. And I went out. And he says... I'm getting ready to come in, and he says, stay out. I said, what? He says, stay out. He, I did another shift. Like I've been shift. in the car. Yeah. I've been in the car for like five hours. I finally, it was time for me to pit for fuel, and it was a driver change. And I asked Dan, I said, 
man, I mean, you guys, why did I need to go two shifts? He looked at me and he says, I hope that was good. <laughs> I had no idea that he knew He's that, in I, on it. Yeah, yeah. that he yeah. knew yeah. that yeah, yeah. I had Stay took, out, kid. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. want to play games? And he said, he said, I had to spank you for that. <laughs> I, he, said, <laughs> he said, you got, had to be punished. Man, I was so delirious. <laughs> uh, right after that second shift, right. I was seeing flashes. Right, yeah, I yeah. mean, and it was Tracers. lucky. Lucky yeah. the sun was coming up. Yeah. yeah, because I mean, I would have flew. I would have went off the road. I was so dead tired. <laughs> Let me ask you this: Looking back, worth it? Damn right, it was. <laughs> <laughs> you damn right, it was. boy. In the same timeline, you come across one of the craziest people in sports promotion history. With Don King, mm -hmm. how does that come up? Like, does he he call you? You went to him. What happened? And this was like the height of Don oh. King. I mean, you know, this like was, right when he's this yeah. was right before Tyson, right at the beginning of Tyson's yeah, career. Exactly. That yeah, was yeah, Larry yeah. Holmes yeah. and yeah, exactly. yeah. Bone Crusher Smith. And yeah. And being a boxing guy yourself, like there's Don King calling. Yeah. Well, Don knew my relation. I had a relationship with Ali. Okay. That was okay. pretty that was well known, sure. right? Okay. So it was. The Trans Am race in 1983, I won the race. I won it going away. In 84, I had switched over to Roush, and the final race again was Caesars Palace um, in 84. Right after, I didn't win the race, but right after the race, there's a black guy, and ain't many black guys, it's just in a, in a suit and tie, walks up to me in the pits and says, Mr. Don King would like you to be his guest at the fight tonight. Oh, wow. Bone Crusher Smith and it might have been Larry and Bone Crusher Smith. Okay. And he would like to talk to you uh, about representing you. Huh. You will kiss the ring. And he says, would you come to the fight? I said, and would you meet Don King? I said, yeah, I'll be there tonight. Yeah, I'll do that. Of course. Yeah. So I met after the fight, I met Don. I met Janet Jackson that night. I oh, met, nice. you know, Joe Jackson. You know, was he looking bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did and, you, did and, you try with Janet? And no, I mean, she was a baby, and she okay. was so nice. She's like nineteen. Yeah, okay. just a, wait, wait, nineteen. Yeah, how old are you? I would have been twenty-seven oh, at that time. Try? No, no, uh, no. He's like, nah, yeah, no, do with me. No, you know, but <laughs> Jermaine, you? her brother Jermaine was like, I reckless eyeballing oh, me sure. anyway. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so you coming to my yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, do you bring a date to this because you're going to meet Don King and get ringside? Like, no, no, I went solo. Okay, okay, uh, yeah. Went and met him, watched the fight, and um, Willie D, Willie D. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Don's in the room. Yeah. yeah. He's right here. He says, I'm surprised they haven't killed your black ass yet. I mean, it was really <laughs> yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah, said, yeah. And he went right into it. You need somebody to take care of you, and you need somebody to yeah. cover your ass. And I'm thinking, well, I've been bit cover my ass pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said that he wanted to represent me. And uh, that's how it started. And then there was another fight like a month later down there. We came back to negotiate a contract uh, management deal. And uh, it, that took a while. It, you know, it was... Uh, I can see it from your side. What was his interest? I mean, was it 
the, probably the sees commercial viability, or did he think there was so much money in being a professional driver, or the no, commercial viability? No, he, thought, he thought the commercial side. Because yeah, yeah. he said, you're... He said, you speak very good. He says, you don't <laughs> speak like the average <laughs> Negro. And, <laughs> and right. it was, I mean, he was... He was pretty straight. Yeah, yeah and he yeah. says, you look good, and I can make you a lot of money. And that's... Well, yeah. That was it. Yeah, yeah. But the relationship only lasted, like... Yeah, it wasn't a good yeah, deal, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think Don... Don didn't realize there was as much... There wasn't as much money in it. He As boxing, yeah, 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 oh, yeah for right, sure, yeah. for sure. So, yeah. I mean, and boxing is straight cash. Yep. Absolutely. Well, and there's not as much cost in the whole thing. Mm -hmm. so. okay. The other side of that, and I have no idea what I'm talking about, <laughs> is that the the business of motorsports is so different from any other business that if an outsider, especially a guy like Don King, who's got you know reputation for being so big and bombastic, a guy like that shows up in a racing paddock trying to sort of wheel and deal, I could imagine that being a very unpopular thing, and now you're dragged into that. When when he walked into the pits at Detroit, I guess it's the same Don King I'm imagining in the sense like he's going to have huge hair and the big, big suit fur coat or something. He, he called me up and, and while well, Bernie Ecclestone said, I'd like to beat Don King. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the kind of relationship Bernie and I had. That's awesome. Yeah. Says, I want to meet Don King. Would he come to Detroit? So I called Don because Bernie knew that I had signed, I was, Don and I were uh, uh, involved. So I called Don and I said, Bernie wants to meet you. He said, who's Bernie Eccleston? I said, he's the Don King of auto racing. That's all That's I needed to say. Yeah. So uh, Don, in 1985, Don flies in. He gets to the Renaissance Center. I meet him out in front. He says, Is, he says Bernie's ready for the meeting? Bernie's ready. Yeah. So we're walking through the through the lobby and he says I need an ice cream <laughs> if you ask Bernie Ecclestone about this he still had remembers Don walking into his room licking an ice cream so I asked I asked I asked uh, Don I said I said well, should I have one too can <laughs> 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 I have an ice cream yeah, King? he literally got the ice cream parlor there was two scoops on it and we go to the elevator, and he walked into Bernie Ecclestone's room licking an ice cream. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. And imagine I, that, imagine I, that sight. I asked, um, and there was, when he walked in the room, there's little bitty Bernie and big Don King. Uh -huh. Don's yeah, yeah, about six foot four. Yeah, right, yeah. Plus the hair. Right, right. right. That's yeah. four inches. The, the, first, the very first words, Adam, uh, Bernie spoke first. He says, Don. What kind of money are you making that boxing business? And Don didn't tell him. He just said, well, what are you making? Right. And Probably so, well, I'm making this much. And then Don told him, well, I'm making this much. And then <laughs> Bernie says, maybe we need to be partners. Yeah. I was, it was fascinating to watch the, the two, two yeah, in right. yeah, 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 yeah. Gears are turning. When the meeting, and I stayed for about 15, 20 minutes and when Bernie said to Don, what are we going to do with our boy Willie T? That's when I walked out the door. Yeah, I get that. I went back, because I had to go practice anyway. Okay. Right? And I was in my driver's suit. Just walking around Vegas. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, well, no this was Detroit. 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 Yeah, yeah, the Renaissance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, when the meeting was over, Don uh, comes down the elevator. I meet him in the lobby, and the first words out of his mouth was, 
Bernie's one of the smartest guys you've ever seen. Interesting. That's awesome. From Don King. Yeah. 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 Don yeah. said do this. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of the smartest guys I've ever been around. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I did that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get credit for that. Yeah. So a lot of people don't know that you tested for Bradley. You went to Esterol and did a test, and, yep. like, there was 12 guys there or something. I was. I went good. I heard you were, yeah. like, you know, right there in the mix. You're fifth or sixth quick out of these 12 guys. From coming. Never driving from coming an F1 car. Well, oh, and coming from a Trans Am yeah, car. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So who else is at that test? Well, Senna was there. Okay. Man, so all the big boys were there. It was yeah. a yeah. It was a full-on blown test, and that and that car I drove did not fit me. PK is a lot smaller guy, but yeah. oh, it was very uncomfortable to drive. But. Plus, it was that Brabham BMW. Yeah. It had that four-cylinder in there. Turbo. Oh. Yep. Hey, it's like it's like jumping out of a high rise. There's no, I mean, fast. I mean, the, the, when that turbo came on, the thing was looking for a place to go. It was not smooth like the six-cylinder turbo, the Honda. Oh. And the Germans, German uh, BMW engineers, they were telling, the, the engine guys, and they were great guys. I, and I always work with the Germans really well. Yeah, really well. <laughs> and they were telling me, they were explaining to me what this power band what what I should expect from the power band. Once I got used to that, then it was braking. That was the hardest thing to get used to, how deep you could take that car in the corner. I mean, you get right to the corner, and, and I kept telling myself, I'm going to fly off. Yeah, yeah. And then I get on the brakes. And it's that convincing yourself to yeah. do it. Like yeah, I should have yeah, gone yeah. deeper. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it's... You know, it's like having sex. You know, you go in deep, you keep going in deeper and deeper, and you know, All right? A lot of themes, a lot of themes here. Were you the, were you like, like when you show up on a test? Were you the life of the party there yeah. that you would be like here? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and Nelson Piquet and I, I was closer to Nelson than any other drivers. I mean, Senna okay. was cool. They they all made it. They were all. Uh, it wasn't like me going to a NASCAR event, for example. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were like, "Hey, you weren't well, such a complete fish out of exactly, water kind of deal." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, you're a race driver to us. You must be. That's all that matters. Must be, or you wouldn't if, be here. If, probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And and PK was the one because PK had just left uh, Brabham and went to uh, Williams. Mm -hmm. yep. So PK came, you know, he came into the, my pit garage and said, "Hey, look, this car's who? This car." I said, what, what? He says, the engine, he, uh, he says, it's very hard to manage because yeah. it's either on or off. Yeah. There's no middle, there's no gray area. Right. And he says, just be careful, right, when it comes on. And um, so, I mean, Nelson went out of his way to help me. Yeah. And because, uh, you know, he knew the car. Um, so thinking of the, the F1 deal or, or, or even going back to some of the Formula Ford days, some people felt like uh, kind of being the life of the party that you are that you may have helped talk yourself out of deals. Bullshit. If you just be honest with with what the truth is, I didn't talk myself in out of anything. If, if that's going to be your spin to, to cover your ass for why you really didn't do it, be, be man enough to admit it. We didn't want him because he's black. Still to this day, there has never been 
a, a, a black race driver in America that's done what I've done. That's a that's a to fact. this that is day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not talking about drag race, and that's a whole different. Yeah, 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 gotcha. Brown. yeah. Why? Why? So they can put a spin on it all they want. Don't, don't be a little bit more intelligent with your your reasoning and your and, and the reason it didn't happen. Right. Think up something better than that. <laughs> that ain't that won't that ain't flying. Right. Yeah, I like it. Um, yeah. Kind of on the topic of you going to fish out of water, sort of thing. You do that those couple of NASCAR races, and I read that you you said Earnhardt and Richard Petty, amongst others, actually kind of sought you out and were helpful with advice and welcoming. Is that accurate or not, Petty? No. Oh, um, okay. Ern, uh, Earnhardt Senior was yeah. awesome. Yeah. He was awesome. Bobby Allison. Okay. I mean, I, I go to blows for Bobby. Yeah, that's cool. I love him. Yeah. And. And Harry Gant, those guys were just, um, even Mike Waltrip, and he was just coming in. But Bobby Allison, Harry Gant, they were, they weren't, they didn't think that way. Right. They were racing. In terms of the stereotypes of the South exactly. and NASCAR and all that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You were, to those guys, you were racing. I had one of the most awesome races against Bobby Allison in Wichita on a dirt track race. Him and I, I had never been on dirt before. And it was the promoter brought in 10 or 12 NASCAR drivers, including myself, Allison, Harry Gant, um, Joe Rutman, Rusty Wallace. It was a, all to run this dirt track race in Wichita. Hell, I qualified second. With no experience. No experience. Yeah, yeah. Bobby uh, Allison's on the pole. Him and I raced, and he led, then I led, and he blew an engine. And I led the race, and I burnt my right rear tire off because I didn't know how to manage yeah, yeah, tires. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Joe Whatman, I think, won the race. I think I finished third. After the race, the media guys could not believe that I had never been on dirt before. Yeah. They said, you ever been on dirt? I said, yeah, my grandpa's fracture. Yeah, right. That was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and Harry Gant confirmed. Harry Gant covered my head and said, no. See, you've never been on dirt before. Yeah, they're just, I'm not going to stereotype NASCAR as the Confederacy, total. All right, there's, there's some Confederacy mentality still, but some of the drivers, you know, not from the drivers, maybe NASCAR as a sanctioning body, but the the drivers. Uh, Seems like a lot of these guys treat you as drivers. Yeah, they were just great, man. Yeah. Great. Was there any, so, you know, if, if if there's sort of a racial bias at the time, you could almost look at it in sort of a conspiracy way that there's things happening behind your back. How much has happened in front of you? What do you say? I mean, did people ever come to you and say, I'm not putting you in this car, or this isn't going to happen because no. of, yeah. okay. They didn't have the no. balls. No, the only thing that happened in front of me is that in Talladega, I, w I went down to Talladega in 1978, I think it was. Um, yeah, it was 78. And... Um, I was walking through the, the paddock and spit was going everywhere. Yeah, I, I, that that pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I didn't dig that at all. Sure, I'm not gonna say it, but did anyone ever call you? N word, no. Yeah. Okay. Wait a minute, there's some dumb, but they're not plum dumb. <laughs> okay, because I would have gone to jail or there would yeah, be yeah, a, yeah, or, yeah. Or you throw the yeah. first punch. Yeah. That's, that's oh yeah, the end yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then you have a chance. And I think they knew. I think they said, well, this 
this black son bitch is a little bit crazy. <laughs> I think they, you know, and they knew my relationship with Ali. Okay. And I, and yeah, yeah. You can fight. Yeah, yeah. You say Petty didn't help you. No. Um, just in the sense that he didn't help her. Was there I was a thing? not, I was not Petty's type of guy. Okay. Okay. I was uppity. Ah. Available soon. I was yeah. uppity. On. I feel as though we don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one of the, you're getting to do, you're meeting celebrities on a regular basis. You're going to big fights with Don King. Uh, you're a younger guy, good looking guy. Obviously, the women are coming left, right, and center. Tell me the craziest party from the 80s that you went to where you're like, what the hell is happening here? I had won a, I'd won a race in Sears Point in 1988. And a friend of mine had an orgy with seven women, and we were in the order for two days. We never opened up the door. Was it Dorsey? No, it wasn't Dorsey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, uh, yeah, it was... I had never been in a room with seven women naked for 48 straight hours. Yeah. That was probably the wildest. I can agree. I haven't either. Yeah. I mean, my, my first question is like, what do you do for the other 47 hours and 55 minutes? But, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. That was, uh, that was probably the most salacious. Okay. Um, I go to clubs and I see Madonna, for example. No right? shit. Wow. And uh, it's the Roxbury in L.A., right? Yeah. And, you know, you, you – and I knew – uh, Arsenio Hall. Oh, okay. right. Yeah. So for those kids who had never heard of him, that was a big deal. Oh, that was a big deal. Yeah, and he every time I run into him, and him and Eddie Murphy were together a lot. Okay. So they bring me over to the table. So party with Eddie Murphy uh, and Arsenio oh, yeah, Hall. Yeah, yeah. yeah they sit down. They sit is. with us. And, I like how you had to think about it for a second. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. And um, so you're chilling with those guys. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, they saw me as unique. Yeah. I mean, what? How are you doing this? And and we're we're really proud of you that you're breaking this barrier. Yeah, for sure. And maintaining who you are. And um, that was it was it was it was you'd be surprised. I didn't know that people knew you. I didn't know I the power. That, yeah. I didn't know the power of TV. That was and in those days. There was no social media. Right, and there weren't 600 cable channels. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and if you're on ESPN with Trans Am being covered, you're a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I was, uh, I had fun. And we, we get that impression. I had fun, and, yeah. and I let people know I was having fun. Yeah. Apparently, at one point, you wore a Arab costume and walked to a driver's meeting in Portland with a camel? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I brought, I... Why? I was, I was, well, I mean, guy, you don't need a reason as far as I'm concerned. Guy, but. There was a guy that, it was a Camel GT Series. Yeah. So you were so, helping the sponsor. Yeah. So they brought a Camel there. So I just thought I'd take it a step further right. and dress Smart in Arab, Arab dress. And I was pulling the Camel down the pit lane. I like it. That's what it. was this? 80, it's late 80s, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 87, 88. Yeah, right. Probably I can't imagine be. how it flew then, but I really can't imagine how that would fly now. <laughs> that, that would go viral. And, so I was Bush, and, I, and I was trying to figure out a way to ride that. You know, right. how to get in between those two humps. No, getting between two legs is easy. <laughs> getting Proceed. Yeah, getting in between. Okay, well, well, okay, let's get into this because you're very consistent with the theme. Um, was it pre-racing that the ladies thing was easy for you? Confident, good-looking guy, in shape. 
You or was it once you got the racing Bobby, thing? My uncle Bobby uh, Unser has a has a theory. Go ugly early. Explain. Ugly early. Get it out. Go. Being a guy. Be ugly yeah, early. yeah. Go Develop ugly early. Go. Let's get this over with so I can get some sleep. I mean, I was up all night sometimes, <laughs> you know. Sounds like this week. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I mean, I was up all night um, chasing sometimes. Yeah. And I'd get to the track, and he would be with me. He's Eric. The, er, Eric. He's a beautiful man now. Yeah, I can only imagine the two oh, of you back then. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he would be with me, and really, I, I, got, some, I got some girls for us. And, and he would usually do the scouting. He'd yeah, go yeah. out and scout. He was, he was your wingman. And, <laughs> He's um, laughing. What yeah, was yeah. best for you? So, you know, and there were some all-nighters. And, you know, you had to get up, but you had to get up the next day and perform. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Did I you, was younger. I wouldn't do it now. <laughs> right. I was say, did you ever race, hunk, like, drunk? No. Not, not like you were drinking the day of, but, like, very possibly I never, if you. I, I hardly drank when I was racing. Okay. So it was just chasing ass. It was just chasing. That was my booze. Yeah. My booze was two legs, right? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and I didn't want to have whiskey dick anyway. Well, who does? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. And, that, and that's I before Viagra. So, I mean, you didn't have any help. You know what I mean? It was all concentration. Just all me. Got it. Okay. So, what was the, like, would you use the racing thing? Would you have to? Or just walk in and be like, hey, what's up? You mean, like, have you ever been to bed with a 200 mile per hour that's <laughs> this sounds a little rehearsed. <laughs> Say this a bit and, and you learned that from Alex or Junior. Okay, oh, that's, yeah, Al, yeah. that's an Alex right. or Junior yeah. line. So nowadays you have a cell phone, you have a hundred names in your phone, so it's all good. Back then you'd always hear like the black book thing. How about the napkin? Oh, okay. Oh. So you oh. just had a stack of napkins. Uh, just napkins, right? Would it be go go to the the safe bets when you get back to Mid Ohio? Or oh you, yeah, you, oh yeah, yeah. No. So yeah. you're like, oh, I got I got Tiffany in Mid Ohio. Oh. I've got Allison up in Watkins Glen. Oh, I got a uh, absolutely. Okay. okay, right, yeah, and yeah, and it was pretty much on the GP. You had a GP list. Okay, what a GP. GP? I, I think I know what it means. But I don't. Uh, it doesn't mean Grand Prix, but I'll spot you the first word, good. Yeah, okay. I got it. That's okay. exactly yeah. what I thought. Fair enough. You, yeah, you linked G- up, my friend. Yeah, GP list, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. And uh, it's a stack of napkins. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, now, Eric's carrying that stack of napkins for you oh, at this yeah. point because no, you're trying oh. to have a career, too. He's still got that list. I believe it. He's yeah, 66 yeah. years old. Yeah, and yeah. He's still got that the list. That needs to be laminated, like yeah. bronze put in the and, museum. And, yeah. his, and his wife. Is like it was beautiful. This yes. list. Yeah. Oh no! And and she's very cool. Uh, she must. She's be. absolutely <laughs> eyes cool. Yeah. And she's so just what she'll do? Your eyes. She'll. She just. Uh, my Gilhart, my lovely Gilhart, who is this? And, <laughs> <laughs> and she'd always be my lovely Gilhart. I said, lovely your ass. <laughs> so, Have you seen that guy's? Oh, many times. Because yeah, yeah. we had been, <laughs> because we had been in so many orgies together. That's oh, one, one time he crawled across my ankle, going to uh, the bed. Uh, somebody drug across my ankle. I think the rule is you just can't make eye contact, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh no, don't look at. Don't look at him. Oh yeah, Sean and I know about that. Make sure your what? hands go away, your arms and everything go away. Right. Yeah. Right. Elbows right. are fine. Right. You nick right. an elbow. That's yeah. cool. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. We're getting into it here. I'll never forget that, man. Going across Me my, either. my yeah. foot and ankle. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, whoa, 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 man. We got rules yeah. here. We got rules here. Yeah. When you're young and, and 
you, I mean, you're, you're on, you, everything was about success. Yeah, right. Everything was winning, and whether it, it was on the racetrack right, right. or off the racetrack. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, you wanted to win. And, and you had and to that was part Wilt. of the competition, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And you had to yeah. talk Wilt Chamberlain. Oh, or no, at least no, run no, with him. No. Just oh, try no. to run okay. with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. I'll get to first practice anyway. <laughs> He's on the board. Right, right. He's making the grid. He's making the grid. So, you, so relative to Wilt, you'd say percentages? Oh, no. No, okay. I, I, if he said 20,000. Jeez, 10. Yeah, right? Yeah, if he said 20,000, um, I'm not going to even get 10% of that. Okay. Right. Still doing okay. Yeah. For racing, though. Yeah, still, yeah, <laughs> yeah, still that's, doing all right. That's killing it. Yeah, yeah. So going back to racing for 30 seconds, then we'll go back to more fun stuff. Uh, this whole time, the Indy 500 is obviously Indy car racing. is something you want to do, uh, but it hadn't come together quite yet. You tested in 85 there was the 500, a, and, and for some reason, yeah, I, I never really understood the story that you, you only it, got so It fast. was a Don King. Don King put the deal with uh, together with Miller Brewing Company. Okay. And Miller Brewing Company... Um, and this is 85? 85. Right. They contacted uh, Sherman Armstrong and George Bignotti. Well, the crew chief for the Sherman Armstrong Bignotti deal was a guy named Paul Leffler. The moment I saw him, I knew it wasn't going to work. I just didn't feel comfortable with him. Copy. Okay. Right. I. Is that attitude or personal appearance? For, no, it was just he didn't hardly say a word to me. Uh, so you just uh, okay. know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He didn't hardly say a word. A side eye. And yeah, side. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I had no, and I called Jim Truman, who was one of my backers at that time. And I told him, I said, what do you think? He said, go, get out of there. And so I didn't, I mean, it was a half a day. And I was oh, done. really? Okay. Yeah, it was yeah, half yeah, a day, yeah. yeah. Is that that was the forty three car? It was like white. I think so. Yeah, yeah white yeah, yeah. milk. Right. Yeah. And so when we talk about experiencing sort of racism, it's, again, it's never somebody saying it to your face, but you you oh, been around it enough to know. Let me tell you what. Right. When you get a shut off look, yeah. When you get the eyes that shut off right. or blank, and then there's no communication. I mean, I like George. Yeah, big body. Yeah. But yeah. you know, he wasn't really in control, and uh, so. I was there and gone. I got, I got hammered. The media hammered me. Right? Said I was scared. Oh, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right, right you only right, did like right. 170 when everybody else right, was doing 200 right, and all right, that. Right, yeah, yeah. And I, I hadn't forgotten it. I hadn't forgot who said it. And when I came back in uh, 1991, I was the fastest guy on the last day of qualifying. Right? I didn't, I just thought about when I qualified and I was coming down pit lane of what happened in 85, what was said, and how I was attacked, and I, I was thinking, all right, what are you mother <laughs> going to say now? <laughs> yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's one of those. I've been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and I thought, no. I'm not going to dignify the because I know why Don't they bring were it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not right, going right. to dignify because yeah. I know why they said it. Yeah. I mean, there was drivers like Fangio, for example, that have came to Indy and said, "No, nah, that's not for me." Right. Fangio was world champion. Yep. Yep. Five times. Yep. You know, there was a lot of drivers 
that just said, no, this is not my gig. Jensen Button right now is, exactly. is like, yeah, I'm good. I'm not doing yeah, this. It's exactly. terrifying. Yeah. yeah. It, I'm going to tell you, indie is a dangerous place. Yeah. And Nelson Piquet, in 1992, he was one of the fastest guys. He's a rookie. He was in the top five the whole time. And he had... In practice. In practice. Yeah, yeah. He crashed. And he broke his legs up and yeah, ankles yeah. real bad. Yep. It was real bad. Before that happened, Nelson was... I mean, you could see the bravado. You could see... Yeah. In 93, he came back. And the only reason he came back is because he wanted to finish what he was trying to do. Sure. Yep. And that was get into the race, right? Right, right. I saw him... In 93, I qualified in 93. He qualified, and he looked, and after qualifying, he looked in 93 a different man. Sure. Uh, uh, he had more humility. Yeah. And you could tell that, that look on his face. And when I qualified, he said, Good job, Willie. This is it's a very dangerous place. Yeah. And I'm telling you, the, the rewards are immense, but the risks are just as immense. Yep. And when you, to qualify, when I qualified, when I went down the pit lane with a half an hour to go, because it was almost 6 o'clock. Well, yeah, and to, to set that start, when you'd been blowing engines oh, all the week. Engine, and, uh, the, yeah, we yeah. had a batch of uh, uh, rod bolts right. that were snapping, and yeah. we didn't know why. And this, these were the, very different from today. These were the days when there were 40 cars showing up, and a bunch of guys were not making the show. Wait a minute, 40 so. cars? There were 65 cars. There you go. Right. So, yeah, I yeah. bumped out Sneva. Yeah. In 91, I bumped out Ray Hall in 93, right? Well, they didn't. I didn't bump Ray Hall out. He just didn't make the show. Right, right. But um, it, it, it was, you knew that you were willing to risk it all. You just put that in your mind. I'm going to risk it all. And, and I'm going to tell you, and I was telling uh, Steph this, just a few days ago, I said I learned a lot about myself being at Indy for a month. You learn, you look into yourself every f-ing day, man, and you're asking yourself, "All right, what are you, and what can you bring out of you?" It was. It, you got to rise above. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every day, every not just day. the race. Every right. time you you're there the for lane. a month. Yeah, and when it was over, it was almost depressing. It was all went. The day when the race was over, the next day after the banquet, going home, it was like being depressed because yeah. you hung it out for yeah. all that long. We were riding on that adrenaline you, for 30 days. Right. Yeah, the down. And then yeah. it's, and when it's over, you're like, holy sh! it's over. Yeah. I'm not, and you're like, I was on this ride and I'm getting off of it. And it was a scary Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. but yeah. I don't really want to get off. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. It was a weird feeling, man. It yeah. was. But I realized flying home, I said, there's nothing I can't do. And that's what I told yeah. you. I said, I knew. I said, it don't matter what it is. I went through it and I can handle anything. Anything. And uh, it was a great feeling from that standpoint. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. In 91, how much of the pressure would you say is just on your own desire to, to do it for yourself versus the, you know, the pushing oh, things forward and breaking barriers? I'm going to tell you what. Every, every big black in America knew what was going on. Right. And, 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 the, and the media, the minority media, mm-hmm. 
mistake every day. They were saying to me, how do you feel? <laughs> What's it feel like with having so many people on your shoulders? And what's it feel like to be on the verge of making history in sports? And I thought Dan Gurney in 1987 was asked that question at Summit Point. They asked, and he was sitting with me, and that question was asked, how does it feel about being a history-making sport? And Gurney snapped it. He stepped in and said, ho, ho, he said, he has a responsibility first to himself, to his family, and to his team. That's his responsibility. He's not responsible for 30 million people. Right. If they love him, great. But he's not responsible for uh, making history socially. He's responsible for him as a driver being in the race. And that, and. When I heard that from Gurney, I thought, damn, shit. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Wish and, I'd thought of that. And so when I got asked at Indy, I, I went Gurney on him. <laughs> right. I yeah. went Gurney on him. Yeah. I said, that's great, and it's the, the, the history books, that's fine. But that's not why I'm here. I'm not trying to um, uh, uh, blaze a trail. Okay, I'm trying to go fast and win a race. Yeah. If you guys want to... If you guys want to uh, uh, characterize it uh, or put it in your own narrative, great. But don't don't have me um, uh, wave the flag and say, "Hey, I'm doing this to make history." No, I'm not doing this right. to make history. I'm doing this to f-ing try to win. I'm race. trying to win. I'm yeah, trying to win. Exactly. Yeah. Right. My favorite Willie T. Ribs quote is, "I never considered myself a black race car driver. I considered myself a race car driver." Period. Exactly. Now that I've had a few controversies in my career, I've become Willie T. Ribs, the controversial race car driver. I like that better. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, yeah, there you go. I like that. For sure. I mean, sure. you look at Lewis Hamilton. That He's one of the greatest race drivers to ever walk ever the planet. Yeah. 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 Okay? And and Lewis is not doing it for any other reason. He's than there to do it. Didn't yeah. to do it. Yeah. That's where I was at, and that's where I'm still at. Yeah. Um, you mentioned, like, highs and lows of your career, and one of the, I would assume to be the lowest, uh, Vancouver 1990. Yep. You're coming around the corner, and there's a stalled car on, on the course. I think it was Ross Bentley or somebody, in another Indy car. And a couple of the corner workers try to push start him, and then they don't look behind him, and they dart across the track, and you come around the corner at pace car caution speed. I was, like, 25 miles per hour. Yeah, I mean, you're not going quick. And it was blind. Yeah. And out of the corner of my eye, I see something white. Yeah. As I'm going past it, and then I felt a bump in the back. Right. I had no idea. Yeah. It was a turn work. Yeah. And so you, you hit two of them, I think. One of them. No, a, one. Okay. So, Just so, one. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and it becomes a fatal incident for the corner worker. You're 35 or something. Um, I, as a mechanic, I had a driver get uh, killed in a crash, and I had to help basically recover the vehicle. And uh, I was 19, 18 or something. It was traumatizing for me. Um, there was an ensuing like lawsuit afterwards and the whole situation. What, like, how did you process what, what was? Before I, act, before I, the race was over, the crew, my crew chief came on the radio and said that they examined, they looked at the, the accident on the big screen and CART had determined that it wasn't my fault. 
they told me before I even took my helmet off, it wasn't your fault. We saw what happened. They saw that he was looking one way. He was looking up, not down the track at me, but looking up right. the wrong way. And But you're in the car. Did you know how bad it was? No. Okay. All I saw as I was going through there was I saw a, something out of the corner of my eye, and then I felt a bump in the rear. Right. And I, I didn't know what it was right. until they told me. You just you hit a turn worker. I said, where? I said, they said in the chicane there. And I thought, yeah. I, I, and then I remembered a, a bump in the back. But it was so subtle. It was like that. Yeah. I mean, you just keep, you, you keep yeah, going. No I problem. mean, it, right, was, yeah. it, was, it was like that. I had no idea like that, that, rear, that, yeah, yeah, that the yeah. rear wheel had hit him and knocked him down. Right. And, that, and his head hit the, slammed the, the pavement the and killed him. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, how, nothing. Just the, how do you I go forward? Like, what's the process? You just kind of just. I think if it would have been negligent on my part, sure, it would have been hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd been real hard. Yeah, you I, know, a mistake. I mean, not even. Yeah, it was no mistake on my part. It was no negligence on my part. If it would have been. I don't know. I, I, you know, there's been drive. Mario, I think, had a incident. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you do? Yeah, they don't teach that at the racing schools. And, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I felt horrible for his family. I mean. Did you ever reach out to them or talk to them? No, I did not. Yeah. I did not. And. Um, I think Cart sent a sent a letter on our behalf. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So with your career becoming an open wheel sort of situation, that that's, that type of racing is inherently dangerous, as we as we kind of talked about. Um, at what point are you like, this is getting to be a, a lot? You know, are you ever going? I shouldn't be doing this as anymore. As far as danger is concerned, well, maybe not danger, but just like where you are in life, you're not seeing the the, the big rides coming anymore. Because like we're all in our careers. I mean, I'm fortunate that I'm still in mine, but I've seen others that have retired in front of me. You get to the point where it's like I can get an opportunity, but it's not going to be a great one. I was so used to never giving up. Yeah. I never thought that. Right. Right. I mean, I had been through ups and downs, yeah. going to Europe, winning, coming home, and sitting, and then getting a deal, and then. Meeting Jim Truman, yeah. and then from Truman to Newman, then from Newman to Cosby. I never, ever thought for one second it was too much, that I, it wasn't going to go. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wanted her for 15 years, <laughs> at 15 yeah. years. And I, the opportunity, the time wasn't right then, uh, but now, boom, yeah. you just don't, don't give up give up yeah. you know you 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 whatever it takes and so and my grandfather was so I mean he was so successful in business black men in 1927 weren't their own business man. yeah <laughs> they didn't own companies right well he did and it was successful right and it wasn't in a city that was 50% African-American. It was a city that was like 1% of 1% uh -huh. African-American. Yeah. So he was, he was the patriarch of the family. He was the, he was the iron fist. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, and he didn't, he didn't tolerate um, 
giving up. He he didn't. I mean, he he was a tough guy. I mean, he whipped my ass. That's what he, he said. Oh yeah. Your ass oh, he whipped my ass, and he didn't spank. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he he he, he nailed you. Yeah. And he wasn't abusive. You just you did what you were told to do. You worked your ass off, and you had to be smart. He wanted you to be smart, and he wanted you to never quit. And and his thing was, you must be a man. And in those days, he was born in 1899. So you must be a man. You must be loyal. You must have integrity, and and um, and you know trust and loyalty was his thing. Trust and loyalty. That's what he wanted out of us growing up. He had no patience for long hair. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. These these earrings and this sure, stuff that yeah. you see today. Yeah. He would have had oh, oh, he cut yeah. your ear off. He'd reach, <laughs> right, he'd reach right. in his pocket and, and, and yeah. oh, I would never. Yeah. In fact, I had a mustache when I was 18. <laughs> I went up to the ranch because I was on the ranch for four years. And I went back to San Jose and I had a mustache on, on. And I got out of the car and he looked at me and he says, your face looks like a <laughs> that's exactly what he said. And that's before Brazilian wax, you know, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, Brazilian yeah, yeah. wax. He says, your face looks like <laughs> I shaved it off, man. I never had it since. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that's how much respect I had for my idolized. Yeah. And I thought, okay, why did he say that? Because he knew that that might not fly in business. Sure, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, he, he, he got on my mom's case because she had Bermuda shorts on him going to the bank. Yeah. He told my mother, you go home and get a dress on. She was, went to the bank with Bermuda shorts on. Sure. Yeah. And he saw her at the bank and he went up and uh -oh. told me. And she said, I was so, I was so stunned. And I went home and told your father what, what he said to me. And I said, well, what did he say? Change. Yeah. 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 Change. Do what he said. Yeah. 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 Right. So we do a pass along question on the show. Um, every guest, you know, before you has a question. Very so timely, forth. right? Yeah. yeah. And so uh, we did uh, dinner yesterday with Lynn St. James, former IndyCar driver. I know Lynn very well. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, we, we do a pass along question uh, that she had for you. <laughs> And uh, well, let's see here. Actually, so the unofficial question as she was walking out oh, was, well, yeah, yeah. are you still a bad boy? What did she say? <laughs> that, still a are you still boy? being a bad boy? Are you still yeah, being a bad boy? That wasn't her official question. But the that fact was, that Leo's like that, losing his shit. The fact that Leo is, uh, there's yeah, a thing here. Mine. I think uh, we're going to get two different stories. I, yeah, yeah, about to say, I don't well, know. Theo, so, yeah, Lynn, yeah. Lynn claimed you tried many times and she shut it down. Um, <laughs> that's I, true. That's her claim. That's true. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, but. I can tell you, in 1986, <laughs> in Watkins Glen, the Elmira Hilton, Yeah, I was on the phone with her till 3 in the morning trying to get in her pants. Right. Didn't and she, when we talked. And I thought I was almost there. I mean, my room was right next to her. Right, right. It's like scratching. Yeah, up my room yeah, was right yeah, next to her. Yeah. I said, I said nobody even see it. I said I'll get it. I won't tell anybody. I said just don't be too loud. <laughs> don't, just don't be too loud. You know. Yeah. No, no. You're. I know you. You're just. You're, you just want to have sex with every woman you see. I said not everyone. But <laughs> she claimed you would try to sleep with the tree that she pointed at. 
let me tell you what. <laughs> if it had bark on it and there was a knot in there, you're getting a shake. We're going yeah. to knock that knot out. <laughs> but, all right. So that, that wasn't her real question. No, she that was just, just a follow-up question. Passing, yeah. But you, you mentioned um, your grandfather. Why is he uh, laughing so much about uh, Lindsay James? Was there more than we... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but you mentioned what your grandfather was like with you, and then since it's actually timely since Theo is right here. Yeah. So Lynn's, Lynn's question was, uh, Willie being the, the Willie T. Ribs that we all know he is and was, how did you raise such a fine young man? She does love me. Oh, Lynn loves yeah. Theo. Yeah. Um, uh, do what I say, don't do as I did right. or do. Right. And he was always some, I raised him. I mean, when my wife and I divorced, he was nine months old in diapers. Me and Eric raised him. Yeah. I mean, he was around men, right? And 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 not just. Men. I mean, we were, you know, running and gunning. Yeah, yeah. we were running <laughs> and gunning, and so he just turned out to be a, a very manable, yeah. very polite. I and I spank him. I know he. You know, when he was younger, he, he knew he'd get... Oh, yeah, he's, he's green with you right now. Like, right? Yeah. 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 yeah not, not now. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but he was always, uh, and, and he found a career early. I mean, I started, it, it, I didn't golf. Michael Andretti golf. Al Jr. golf. Yeah. That was their hobby. Right. My, from growing up on the ranch, my grandpa, my hobby was shooting. And I like shooting shotguns. I like bird hunting. Well, I took it a step further and made clay shooting my hobby. Yeah. Right? Well, Theo's, you know, uh, five, six years old, he'd go out and he couldn't shoot yet, but he'd push the buttons to release the target. Sure, yeah. And he started, he said, well, I want to shoot. And he, I thought, wow. By the time he was 12, we knew he had something. Mm -hmm. And one of the top shooters in California at that time uh, said to me, he says, who's teaching your son? I said, nobody. He said, he, he shoots like that naturally? Get him out of California. Yeah. And so I moved, moved to Texas because Texas was the hub of the best target setters, yeah. the, mo the most master shooters. Right, right. And I set up a, uh, a practice course for him on the ranch. Mm -hmm. And hell, by the time he was 14, he was master class shooter. Yes. And then he became junior uh, national champion. Then he won junior world championship. And then, uh, and then right now he's in the top five in the world. Wow. And, and shooting is your full-time occupation. Yeah. That is crazy. That is awesome. And, so. and I thought when I stopped racing, I was going to be in a rocking chair. Sure. Yep. And... Lord and behold, I ended up traveling as much around right. the world. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think twice. I would go yeah. to Cyprus right. or Dubai, right. you know, or, uh, you know, I wasn't going to go to Italy, you know, for the, you know, I don't, there's plenty of wine here. Yeah, so. <laughs> I got it down the street. And, yeah. and, uh, and I was, he could, he was too young to rent a car. Yeah. So I had to go with sure, him, yep. you yep. know, yep. and it's been a great ride. And, 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 and. And his uncle Eric, because he's like his uncle, yeah. he's like, "Here we go again." Yeah, right. I gotta get more napkins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And ladies. Yeah. yeah. So we got the uh, we've got the big drive to Charlotte tonight. We do, and uh, we're gonna meet up with Alex Bowman, yeah. who uh, I think you know is replacing Dale Jr. next year in NASCAR in the Cup Series. What uh, what question would you want to pass on to him? The Bowman, Alex Bowman. 
Do you drink moonshine? There we go. There we go. I like it. Do you drink moonshine? I've had. Okay. I actually, I won a race at Road Atlanta when I was racing for Gurney, and the team that we were competing against, uh, they gave me uh, a bunch of Southern boys. Yeah. They gave me uh, a bottle, uh, well, actually it was a jar of moonshine as a gift. So it's a real thing. Yeah. Not just and this, not, not, not I mean, head. and yeah, I'm going to tell you what. I, paint off the wall. I said, oh, yeah, and yeah. I said to those guys, I said, you guys are just trying to uh, screw me up for the next race. <laughs> and, man, I'm going to tell you what. I brought it home. I didn't – I took it home to California, and my ex-wife was having a get-together with her girlfriend. Sure. I said, well, here, see how they like this. I wasn't going to be the guinea pig. I was not going to – man, those they were they – were, they were laying on the floor with their legs wide open. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah, yeah. This was during the day. Let that be listened like, to. Oh, yeah. They were like, yeah, yeah. Oh. hear that, kids? We understand you have a story. You ran into somebody at a strip club, and it was yeah, yeah. What's the deal? And his name was Larry Gunselman. Oh no, shit. okay. But he was calling himself Guzzleman. Oh, okay. To the girls. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it, you know, he guzzles. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Dude knows how to party. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. More and more. Right yeah, on. Yeah. 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 There it Larry is. Guzzleman. Copy. That's crazy. You a Dave Chappelle fan at all? Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you see the latest special? No. Okay. He he has an interesting kind of. He does a whole Bill Cosby thing because of course Cosby now is you know got the whole other storyline to him and and Chappelle does a really good job of not quite defending him but defending him at the same time in terms of saying that like he was very influential in his career and he did uh, for all the harm that he's he's gotten the reputation for now he did a lot of good for a lot of comedians in those days um, when with all the press at, at Cosby today do you. Do you still find yourself defending him quite a bit, or, or does it never come up? You know what? And I was asked many times. Yeah. I said, bottom line, if it wasn't for Bill Cosby, I would have never been in the Indy 500. Right. Period. Period. I don't know what Bill does personally. Right. And I didn't ask. Yeah. But everything he said he was going to do for me, he did and more. And if it wasn't for him... I might not be sitting with you guys right now. And he didn't like racing, but he liked what the challenge that I took on. Yeah. And he supported the challenge. Yeah. And I'm and I'm gonna love him for it. Yeah. It took Bill Cosby seeing it, Paul Newman, um, Jim Truman. Um, you've, uh, our buddy Marshall uh, has a quote from you that you know you created a path 26 years ago that no one's going down. Exactly. Um, and we have programs now like NASCAR's Drive for Diversity and things like that. And you're a big critic of that. You're literally jerking off as we as right, we discuss. Right. Can you not do that? In fact, yeah. in fact, I'm going to tighten it up a little bit. There Yeah. So I'm going to tighten it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. My hand was too too wide. Now we're more my Irish. Yeah. You're facing it, Sean. Yeah. But will you stop looking at me? I understand my name is Irish, but yeah. But Theo just figured it out. Theo's okay. I like Theo. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to go ahead. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say you're not a fan. All smoke screen. Yeah. yeah. And that's all it's designed to do. It's, it's designed to appease the sponsors in the sport to make them think they're doing something yeah. or look like. Sure. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if the sponsors say, we don't care. Just look like you're trying to do yeah. something. Yeah. You know, it's like a Hollywood set, all front, no rear. Yeah. That's them. And... There is, they have a core 
constituency. They've got their group. Why, you know, it's the still the only sporting event in America that flies a Confederate flag to this day. It's still the only sporting event. You don't see that in NFL football. You don't see that anywhere else. I'm going to tell you. Um, my grandpa used to say to me when I was working with him on the ranch, if I didn't listen to him, he would say, a hard head makes a soft ass. Their head is hard, and their ass is getting softer. The numbers are falling. Their numbers are falling. So um, Tiger Woods showed the sporting world that if you are, if you have an audience of all people, you're going to come up with good numbers. That's it. And they, and it's not like they're not intelligent. They know they don't want to. They don't want to. That's the bottom line. They don't want to. They're happy with the way they look. And um, personally, I'm happy with the way they look, too. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. You know. We have to drive to Charlotte. We do. Yeah. All right. So, Uppity hopefully does well at Sundance. I assume it's it going to do just fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uppity. Uppity. Up, up and away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm stuck. Uh, but you, in terms of like when the public can see it, that, that remains to be seen. Uh, this will um, be on this. Yeah, will be on it, this it will be announced. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. It'll be announced. Okay. And they can follow you on. Actually, Ad, uh, Adam, yeah, Adam Carolla. Just follow Adam. Yeah, just follow yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's doing a good job of promoting, so I'm sure we're going to see it. Yeah, oh, yeah. It. yeah, yeah. He's almost as big as us. He's yeah. almost to our level. Almost levels. to our level. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, cool. Well, we got Dario Franchitti waiting in the car to drive us to Charlotte, fortunately, because uh, it's going to be a long night. Yep. So Continental's got the check. I'm finished. And there you have it. Willie T. Ribs delivered as promised. Hope you weren't offended, and if you were, it really doesn't change anything. So uh, we're going to go ahead and close out. Now, uh, if you're listening to these uh, in succession and quickly, uh, this was actually the, the final of our second wave of uh, releases for uh, 2017 and, and Season 3. Uh, we'll have our uh, third and what should be final uh, batch of episodes in just a few days. So um, in theory, you're hearing this, and then there's already another episode in, uh, ahead of it. But uh, just in case, we'll be back in a couple days. Also, shout out to a couple of our fans. Uh, Drew Newbauer and Greg Crom, who uh, were big enough Willie T fans, actually uh, go onto our website and recommend them as a guest. So thanks for the submission, and hopefully you're satisfied with this. And again, if you have any other guest submissions, by all means, go to dinnerwithracers.com and let us know who you are thinking of. In any case, uh, we're going to close out with yet another submission given to us, uh, this time by a guy named Tyler Royce. Uh, that is T-Y-L-E-R. R-O-Y-S-E. You can find him at uh, TylerRoyce.com or you can find him on Spotify. Just search out Tyler Royce. Uh, cool dude. And, uh, and here's a song of his called Runaway Sweet Memories. Got too much to say. I've been around the world just to realize nobody's listening. And as I grow older, the world turns colder. Then I realize it's me. Crossing all the lines, just trying to pass the time. Found myself in purgatory. 
this I'm a stranger Just trying to make my own way Heading straight ahead toward the danger And I feel it's the only way Isn't it funny how a heart 